0: disappeared i'm not quite sure how something that's just a little tiny prick can be so powerful in so many different ways (laughs) sounds like all my girlfriends from college um post frat party um anyway that was a ad for the late i don't even know what there's so many weight loss drugs out there that are little pricks
1: Welcome to the Quacks and Hypochondriacs podcast. I'm Dr. Farrell. Much of the traditional medicine community will call me a quack.
0: Me too. And I'm Erin O'Hara, a former ABC and NBC journalist and self-described hypochondriac who the medical community wishes would stop calling them.
1: You're also a hyper-hypochondriac.
0: Hyper-hypochondriac. Uh, Try saying were, that three times.
1: You are very enthusiastic about your hypochondriacness.
0: I I feel like you have to own it. If you can't beat it, join them.
1: I agree. Well, we have a really good show. Yes, uh, we do. Today. Uh, we started off with uh, a little brick. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> so it can only get better from, from there.
0: How did, wait a second, just like back up for one second. How did the actress or the actor, or now they call them, and who knows if she's a real patient or not, because that was some of the five or six weight loss drugs are out there. How did she say that and not feel like a complete asshole? Who is the marketing or commercial company
1: that's doing this? Because she's unfunny. I mean, <laughs> she's just- It's, ha- it's a brain. Exactly. Her brain doesn't even have it, any funniness left. So she- Yeah. It's, it's a slow drip. Just like the food slows down in digestion, so does funny in the brain. That's what mm-hmm. they're, they're losing with, mm-hmm. with Zempic. hmm
0: well, anyway, I am so glad to be part of this podcast again. We're going for um, round two. This is the
1: 2024 version. Yes, and can I start it off with um, a surprise? Sure. Um, I want to give you three headlines. Okay. And I want you to tell me which one you think is fake. Ugh,
0: shoot, what do I get if
1: I win? Uh, nothing. Okay. Um, here it is. A Chinese company is making its 100 workers run two miles every day if they want to get a better bonus. Next headline reads, inside the booming business of cutting babies' tongues, stressed, get all your anger out with a call to the swearing hotline in Germany called Schwimflos, which means swear away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: Number one is not true.
1: Number one is true. Oh, shoot.
0: Well, I can't, I thought that I should have gone with my first I mean, answer. Chinese, Number they,
1: three. Chinese government can make them do anything. Number three, stressed out, get all your anger out with a call to a swearing hotline called shrimp los, which means swearing away. First of all, this is true. And you can call this hotline and just start yelling at them. But if you're not good enough, they yell back. Stop <laughs> so that, it. Yes. They're like, hey, that was unoriginal. I heard that one three times a day. So you're there insulting them. They're insulting you back. It's a number only you can access in Germany. And it's, it, you charge by the minute. I know we need we need that here. We probably wouldn't be allowed to do it, but that's amazing.
0: We go back to the I'm, I'm sorry. That's fine. Sure. Go. I, I'm upset that I'm wrong. Go back to the baby. To, I thought that was what was that headline again?
1: Inside the booming business of cutting babies tongues. That's also true. I faked faked you out.
0: You little, okay, because why are they cutting babies' tongues?
1: Okay, because- For the sucking? Yeah, yeah, because some of them are attached to the roots, so they're using a a laser, and it's basically called tongue ties. Yeah, I know. I've heard of it.
0: Okay. That's why I thought it was true. That's why I knew it was true.
1: It is true. Just all of them seem funny to me, so I thought I would-
0: Well, uh, but guess what? That's going to be the next booming business for adults, cutting tongues so you don't eat.
1: Oh, that is a good one. Then, mm-hmm. we're, And then you can fit more prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have to move on
1: from that. We have to move on. So we, we take pride in this podcast. But of course, we're entertaining ourselves and hopefully a few listeners that will get our witty banter on wellness, our digestive issues. Our normal podcast makes most people feel a little bit squeamish, skeptical, or guilty. But just remember, if at any point, you start to feel like we're crossing the line or making fun of a brand or product, you know, product that you love. You're probably right. So you can just consider that our disclaimer right this second.
0: Yeah, so that applies to anyone who likes little pricks. And our attorneys made us do this, so we have to get to it. We just got through that. We're through it. I want to introduce our topic, because if you haven't noticed, I'm wearing a red sweater for the holiday season. We are in the thick of, well, Hanukkah's over, but Christmas, New Year's, Kwanzaa, just a season for getting together and, you know treating our livers like crap, haunting our insulin levels. And then there's this 3 a.m. wake up that we have, like after a long night out or a company party or a girl get together for the holidays. And it's like anxiety, sick to your stomach. Your brain is going a million miles an hour. And you're like, all right, that's it. January 2nd, it's a new me or some version that's not the current me. And I'm going to get my shit together. So I think it's a really good time to launch this podcast because we can talk about that. And maybe next year you won't find yourself in a position where you're breaking into a cold sweat at 3 a.m. because you're like, what am I doing to myself?
1: I would agree. You know what I mean, Doc? I agree. I mean, so many people are sitting here thinking, well, I got to do something, the New Year's resolutions, but I'm just going to get through the holidays and New Mm -hmm. New Year's resolutions are here. So Aaron, what are they going to do? They're going to do more of the same? Like, what? what is What is the typical that's on everybody's l- list? But so, what?
0: oh, I'll tell you the typical. Okay, so here's the typical. Everybody says, January, I'm going to go dry January, and I'm going to eat clean for the entire month, right? So I'm going to reset my liver, whether it's 21 days or the full January. I'm not going to eat dairy. I'm not going to eat carbs or whatever it is. And I have found that the people I talk to, and not that I haven't failed before because I have, on average, people last five to seven
1: days. I would agree.
0: I mean, that's on a scientific poll. It's like a we'll call it like a Fox News poll.
1: I would agree. No, it is. Um, I would agree. I don't think many polls are, Mm-mm. and even if they're little prick polls, they're still not scientific. We to move on from that show. <laughs> I can't, it's 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 living rent free in my head at this point. Uh, you started it. You literally started the show. You know I'm an infant inside. Okay.
0: All right. Well, let's move on.
1: All right. Um, so well, but we,
0: but do you think some people are are going to go to their doctors and say, uh, hey, let me try that little prick. Can I try some Ozempic or can I try what's the other one?
1: Well, uh, uh, so, so, so Ozempic is is for uh, diabetes two. Yeah. Same compound call it Wegovi for weight loss. Uh, interesting enough. Okay. Um, and then there's these compound pharmacies that are making GLP1 semaglutide to you know give to patients. So it's out there. As you know, um, Weight Watchers bought a company called Weekend Health. Okay. Prescribe the drug. There's there's tons of them out there, tons of them out there. And yes, I think people are going to there, it already is. It's already there. It's it's busting employer budgets. So The employers that got caught sleeping and covered the drug, it's Mm -hmm. costing them $11,000 per year. Here in North Carolina, they had 22,000 people taking this GLP-1 to the tune of $320 million. They actually had to stop covering it. And now they're thinking about adding a $50 a month charge to everyone who's on uh, the health plan to to their Mm -hmm. monthly just to pay for it. So yeah, it's it's grown like crazy. And I think a lot of people are gonna try to reach for it.
0: So it's basically that you're fighting an epidemic, which is the e- which which is the obesity epidemic that costs that is a huge burden on the healthcare system, right? It costs us so much money because of all the health problems caused by obesity. You're fighting it by spending even more money with a drug that is being prescribed off-label, which means that it is it was originally designed for people with type two diabetes and was found to be effective, but weight loss was a side effect, okay? It was something that happened as a result of people taking it. It wasn't intended necessarily to cause weight loss. It was, it was intended to treat diabetes t- too. But since it's now off-label, it's caused Costing a lot of money, it's costing companies a lot of money, and is it causing any concern in the health community about its number one safety and the longevity of its of its efficacy? I mean, were those big words or what?
1: You you did a great <laughs> job. No, <laughs> to be fair, Wegovi and some of the other ones out there, Magerno are for weight loss, mm-hmm. and it's again, same compound. And the studies show that. You take it, and when you come off of it, you gain the weight back. That that Their yeah. own studies have shown that. So what they're recommending right. is you stay on it for life. And right now you have the injection, which some people are, you know, afraid to get that little prick. Um, <laughs> and so they don't do the injection. They've been trying to make an oral um, that they can come out with that will probably even see it skyrocket even more. You know, once someone can actually start taking a pill form, you're going to see more adopters. It's sure. number one thing is, A, if you're an individual, you have to pay out of pocket. I, I know people that are spending anywhere between 500 and 850 a month um, to take it, and it's kind of scary because when they first got prescribed it, the drug companies kind of gave them some coupons, if you will, to
0: yeah, it's to a the, manufacturer's discount, they discount call it.
1: right? And then what happened is they're like now they're hooked on it, so now they're having to pay these higher costs. So most employer groups I have encountered with our business at Better have stopped either stopped or say, there's no way we're going to cover it. We If we do cover it, they have to do the better program first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Medicare currently won't cover it. Uh, and they don't, they have a, you know, it's, they're not allowed to cover anything for weight loss when it comes to medication, but with enough lobbying and as much money's behind it, you never know that that law could change.
0: Yeah. But what are the, is there any hesitancy on the part of Medicare or insurance companies that it isn't really safe for long-term use? Or or let me even backtrack. We don't even need to go as far as saying, is it not safe? Do we just not know? We don't know the the long-term effects of, of what it can do to our insides, because that's what it's mean it's targeting it's slowing the digestive process like that's how it works
1: i mean that's what they say right that the funny part is if you really try to go look at the biology and the physiology it's very difficult for them to even tell you how it works right Uh, yes the the concept is it slows it slows the digestion down so you eat less and what is interesting to me is one of the common side effects is digestive distress, sometimes paralysis, nausea. You hear people, I was out to dinner with someone who was on it and they, their nose started running as soon as they started eating. And I was like, are you okay? And they said, oh yeah, this happens every time I eat. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, okay, that makes San- sense. That's
0: sanitary. Thanks. Yeah.
1: But I think what it's doing is it's causing a low level nausea in most people. They just don't know that it's not, it's not to the point where they have a visceral response to the nausea. I think that's just making them like, oh, I'm just not hungry, but it's just the point before it gets to nauseous and some people are getting to nauseous. I think it's just obviously curbing their appetite. Uh, yeah. And that's really what the, what they're finding is giving them the best mechanism.
0: All right. So we have like a quick tutorial on how it works and what's going on and some of the side effects, which we'll we'll expand on too. But I wanted to get to sort of the headline that we've seen the last week which is the, you know, one of the world, not Taylor Swift, but the other world's biggest star, which is who's Oprah Winfrey came out, I don't know, two months ago and looked like she totally transformed herself. Now, to be fair, Oprah has been pretty transparent with her struggles with weight and she's gone up and down throughout the decades. And there's, you know, I think there was that one famous show where she pulled out like that 10 pounds of like fake lard and she had gone on like a liquid diet and she got really skinny and then, then she gained it all back and some more. So she's been yo-yoing for decades and has been pretty honest about it. But she came out with this new Svelte figure and first denied like every other celebrity that they were on Ozempic or she was on Ozempic and a lot of celebrities have denied it yet for some reason they've all of a sudden in their 50s lost 50 pounds and their entire body shape has changed. So anyway, uh, last week she says, nope, sorry, just kidding. I actually am on a weight loss drug. And by the way, I'm not ashamed of it. Okay, well, nobody's saying you should be ashamed of it, but you're the one who was ashamed of it. But I don't know. It's I, I think it's her, Rosie O'Donnell, Sharon Osborne. There's been some celebrities that have come forth with it, but let's play that video where I think that there was a doctor on the Today Show discussing Ozempic. Back
2: Now, uh, 8.15 uh, with your health. as popularity of weight loss. Drugs like Ozempic rises. Researchers are now diving into an age-old debate. Yeah, when it comes to shedding pounds, does it have more to do with our biology or our willpower? Dr. Tara Nerula is a cardiologist at Lenox Hill Hospital at Northwell Health. She's here to break down this latest research. Dr. Nerula, good morning. morning. Yes, good you morning. Know, Ozempic is a really, it, almost that class of drugs, Wegovy, mm-hmm. Manjaro, all of them. It, it's interesting because it raises the question of what, you know, was it willpower? Or was it biology Mm -hmm. all along? Because people who are taking these drugs are having
3: a phenomenal amount of Mm -hmm. success in losing weight. Right. And one of the greatest things about these drugs is that they've opened the door to conversations about what obesity is. And for so long, we really made it a black and white, Mm -hmm. a lifestyle problem. And in fact, it's so complex. It's a multiple interplay of a lot of different factors. So telling people, well, just eat less and move more, Mm -hmm. and this is a problem of willpower, was really an oversimplification. And so when you think about it, it's an interplay of development, starting in utero through the first five years of life, your genetics, your hormones, your environment, and your choices, and your brain. And so drugs like Ozembic have shown us the power that altering the chemistry or the signals in the brain can have on weight loss. So
1: okay, we- okay,
3: okay, doc. Oh
1: Thank you. I, can't. I'm I can't. Wired this way. you. I know this is driving me nuts. I can't believe I had to listen to that. All
0: right, so go ahead because I have a couple of questions for
1: you and your opinion about what she said, but go ahead, start. Always the same thing. I know why everybody wants this drug. They're cynical, they're skeptical, they've tried everything, and, and because so many people do think, well, it's a willpower issue, or Oprah said, it's a it's a disease and it's in your brain. Hello, you're talking about physical activity, sleep, whatever. You're being poisoned by the time you take your first breath. You're exposed to 256 chemicals. You're given ant- much antibiotics and doses. The rainwater is now no longer safe for human consumption. 70% of us have pesticides in our urine. And we're sitting here wondering why we have this low-level inflammation that causes insulin resistance, which causes weight gain, unexplained weight gain, causes your blood pressure to rise, anxiety, depression. And when you're the most stressed out, they come in with food that has been engineered specifically to have the right amount of carbohydrates and fat to hit to the reward center in your brain. Oh, and by the way, in a pandemic, stay home, order all this crappy food, get fatter and fatter and fatter. We're gonna blame you again. That it's willpower, or you have a disease. We're gonna blame your genetics, and there's nothing you can do about it. So that's why you need this medication, right? Really, if it's a problem with the brain, have you seen those videos of the 1930s? They just showed people walking down the street and getting a (laughs) newspaper. There's nothing wrong with their brain, and they're all skinny, (laughs) right? It's driving even
0: even in the 70s.
1: Yes, we've just. I mean,
0: uh, okay, so but what? Wait a second. What she said didn't didn't correlate, because she said, um, we're, we're understanding that this isn't willpower. Okay, th- th- fine. But you didn't back it up with, it was like a, a misfiring in the brain. You said from when, the, when you're basically a fetus, that's when it starts true, because you're getting the nutrition that your mother is absorbing. So if that's poison, you're gonna get it. Genetics, Okay. Well, some people are built differently for sure. Everybody has different body shapes. Not everybody's going to be, you know, six foot and 170 pounds, but it's genetics. Okay. You can be a healthy, you don't have to be morbidly obese. Like that's not, I don't think that's genetic. I'm not a doctor, but I don't think it is. And environment. Yeah, no shit. You just said it. Like environment is everything around you, what you're consuming what you're not doing, which is exercising or walking, your screen time, like your brain's on crack from your phone. And then what else did she say? Well, she said your brain, but she didn't really expand on that. Like, I don't, did, why? What, does Ozempic or these weight loss drugs go into your brain? No,
1: right? No, no. So ridiculous. And she's sitting on stage, doused in chemical makeup, with clothes that are, have forever chemicals in them. And I'm not blaming her, right? And she doesn't, we don't think these little things have poisoned us to this point. Even Sharon Osbourne, who did the drug, she says she regrets it. She's lost so much weight, she can't even gain weight. She's scared for her health now because she can't gain weight. Why? She probably destroyed her digestive system. Yeah, I know. She can't even absorb carbs, fats, and proteins anymore. I mean, this is insanity. And I, and, we, and again, I don't want to blame the people that are on it. We have tons of clients that we've helped come off of it. We've helped tons of clients to stay off it. I get why they want it. But what's, what's fueling them now is to say, yes, this is OK. And now Oprah coming out is going to have a disastrous effect because people say, well, if Oprah's on it, then I guess it's OK.
0: But let's talk about why she's on it. It's, 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 not just, it's not just, oh, I've struggled all my life and I found something and I'm sick of being shamed. There's a monetary incentive.
1: Both, you're right. So for a while, it was I can be on Weight Watchers. Remember, you can eat bread. You get a loaf <laughs> of bread. You get some sourdough. You can have some pasta. And it was all about points. It was points, yeah. And now she you knows she just said by Weight Watchers buying Weekend Health and starting to give medication. Hey, guess what? You're you're too far gone. You're too far gone with the points and the modi- modification that we've been telling you, which was BS anyway, right? Points mm-hmm. I didn't say one thing about reducing chemical exposure at all in any Weight Watchers meeting ever. Basically, you Mm -hmm. just get attention for suffering when you go there. That's what it gives you best. And now even Weight Watchers has given up on you, ma'am. So guess what? Take this medication. And that's what Oprah is literally saying to people.
0: And by the way, I, I feel really bad because I'm not, well, I kind of feel bad. I'm not trying to diminish people's struggle with this. I understand that it's real and that some of this isn't you know, I, it's just how you were raised and, and like the doctor said, the environment you're in. But I don't necessarily, I I don't believe that fighting the problem is with a chemical that we don't know anything about. We really don't. It has- it's been around for what? For It's been around for 10 years, which isn't a really long period of time. And it only recently was used as... Off label for weight loss, correct? Correct. So you don't know what you're doing to your body. What I about mean, the fenfen trend?
1: There was there's that? always another, yeah, there's always another trend, and another drug leads to another drug. I mean, when you get to your when you finally work hard and you end up retiring, everyone just becomes a professional patient. This is just one more drug to that list. And they're already on too many drugs. There's so many people sitting out there right now in Medicare. That are on 14, 15 drugs. This doctor put them on this one. No one ever takes care of it. This is just another one to the list. It's incredibly expensive. But beyond that, these people that are, are now going to be exploited into this are going to, a lot of them, because it's not covered, are going to bankrupt themselves going. And as soon as they can't afford it anymore, it's going to come right back. And that's a shame. Cause and they're going to be really sick. Then they're going to feel, they're going to be sick and they're going to feel really bad about themselves. They're going to say, yeah. now what? You yeah, know?
0: No, that's interesting. I I didn't really think about, you know, th- th- how much it costs and and sort of everything else that you're that you're sacrificing in your life, like maybe a gym membership or organic food in order to afford the medication, right? Just,
1: yes, you just need food. You honestly don't even need a gym membership. You just need food. You need good clean food. You need, them, you need to say to yourself, what lotions am I putting on my skin every day that have water in it? If it has water, it has antibacteria, which means it's killing off your gut bacteria. Just Google gut health, the brain-gut connection. Go down a road that says, okay, the same body that made another human should be able to regulate my weight. I mean, you built your own other human. How many humans did you build, Erin? Three. How amazing is your body that it built three beautiful kids, and without having to Google it, fail, you could have failed biology course. You already have an operating system inside you that is you know, millions of years old. That's why the people in the 40s and the 50s didn't have this issue yeah. until we started industrializing ourselves and letting chemicals free flow into everything, saying, I mean, remember the Diet Cokes? You, you know, we grew up, everyone started doing, my grandmother was drinking the first one to drink Tab and all these diet sodas, yeah. and all the doctors told us how great that was for us. And it turned out it was awful. right. When you and by up-
0: the yeah and well I I drank a ton of diet coke. Yeah. We didn't yeah. know any better. I mean, just thought there was no calories and and that it was it was a magic substitute. By the way, speaking of, I don't want to get too off topic, but isn't IBD and like Crohn's and colitis on the rise in other countries that it wasn't seen before that were less industrialized, but now because they're sort of making this transition into um eating Western food and that there's more chemicals in their everyday products that all of a sudden you see a rise in it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Anth- uh, inflammatory diseases have gone through the roof. One of the biggest costs to employers is musculoskeletal issues. And what do we do for musculoskeletal issues? Uh, orthopedic, neurology, chiropractic, physical therapy, acupuncture, s- herbs, lotions, potions, devices, surgeries. If you get inflammation out of the body, your pain will go away probably in about six to seven days. Now, I'm not talking about the person who had a slip and fall. The person who starts to have all these aches and pains out of nowhere, they call it fibromyalgia. All of this is related. And Mm -hmm. what I'm afraid of is people will say, is there anyone that would disagree with the the statement, we have a a mental health crisis in in the United States? Mm -mm. The answer is no. Why? Well, yeah, there's stress and whatever. Our guts can't make enough serotonin-happy hormone to express mm-hmm. happiness, so of course we have this. So if you start taking more drugs that are giving digestive distress, and we know that's a side effect of a Zempic, what do you think is going to happen to the mental health crisis? They have more people being admitted now from mental health issues that are taking these drugs. This is what's going to be on the rise. So it's just going to create even a, you know, more fuel to the fire for other things, even with the small side effect of weight loss short term.
0: Yeah, doesn't it uh, – somebody was telling me the other day, I can't remember who it was, that, like, it makes you a shell of yourself, your personality, the Ozepic.
1: Most, most people – I mean, I have – I know – I've seen people on it, and, you know, they're my friends. And so, you know, I just sit there and listen to it, and I go, okay, so well, when you're ready to come off of it – and, again, I, I know why they're doing it. I'm not here to shame them or say, hey, you're going to die from it. I don't know that. Maybe Maybe it could be the safest thing on the planet. I don't know. I just know that right. – It's not what you you don't, if you don't need it, which I know you don't, even though you many people think they do, just remember this. You think you need it because every guru on Instagram and TikTok is either telling you "Eat eat only meat, eat only vegetables, eat only certain vegetables, do this, do that, work out, do Pilates, do yoga, do strength training, do CrossFit, right? There's always something because being sick is big business. Right. And and when you got, when you combine sick care with the food industry, which is what big tobacco did to make it addicting, Mm -hmm. this is why people are are struggling. And it's such a crazy topic.
0: Um, Speaking of crazy, I want to uh, get your opinion on the next clip from that same video, something called the set point theory. And no, it's not, doesn't involve tennis, which I think is the great sport. If I can't get ozempic, then I don't have a way nah, to lose weight and right. to be what I want to be.
3: And that's definitely not the message. I think to be clear, you know lifestyle changes are always the hallmark of how we intervene first, and we teach people about how to eat healthy and also how to move and exercise. But for some people, it's not enough. Yeah. And they really do need uh, other approaches, whether that's bariatric surgery.
1: Just for the record. Yeah, on the video, the woman given this advice. Mm-hmm. is probably not at her at the ideal weight she should be at. Really? Yes. And okay. again, I'm not shaming her, but here's a person that probably has a high stress job dealing with a lot of patients, you know, probably, you know, has a family or whatever. So she's in the same struggle as everybody yeah. else. And so it's it does it is difficult to take advice from somebody as a doctor that you're like, "Well, wait a minute." it's yeah. not clearly working for you so i think right. that this is part of the issue this has become the norm that hey i can go into my doctor my doctor could be on 14 different medications be unhealthy themselves and write me a script and i'm like thanks doc like you're you're following advice from people that are not actually able to put in their own life and right. it's not her fault either because this doctor has been indoctrinated by a, a medical establishment that has only said well people are at fault there's something wrong with their genetics or biology, so we have to give them pills. Sorry. Right.
3: That's okay. We haven't had a lot of great options for medications for a long time. And these drugs really do seem relatively safe and well-tolerated and people can have like 15% weight loss on them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we really think that it's potentially altering the brain chemistry and affecting the pancreas and insulin secretion and slowing down the motility of the gut. So it's really working to decrease appetite and cravings and also affect us internally Mm. in the gut as well there is this notion out there and i wonder if it's backed up by science but that you know like your body
0: just has a certain weight it wants to be Mm -hmm. like a set point right Mm -hmm. and you can maybe you have you're doing great on your diet for a while and you get five pounds Mm -hmm. under it or you're terrible and you get five pounds over it but like
3: Everything is leading you to a certain Mm -hmm. set point, and it's kind of predestined. Right. And so this is a hypothesis called kind of the set point theory that's been around since the 1980s. And when you think about evolutionarily, what was one of our biggest threats as humans? Starvation. And so our body is wired, in some ways, we think, to really hold on and Mm -hmm. store food. And so unfortunately... Shut up! So was, so, being,
0: so was being impregnated by somebody you didn't know. Like that was part of the struggle too. I mean, what I don't. What God's
1: name! are You talking about? And, and
0: by the way, by the way, who in the who in the history? Like, if you look back at history, who is four hundred pounds and Kings. five four?
1: Kings. That's why because they...
0: they they were rich and they ate a lot.
1: Yes. King's disease. That's why we all are having King's diseases. Now we have the diseases of the Kings. Eventually the opulent will lead to diseases. So
0: to, to be fair, I get like, like I was saying, everyone is not designed to be 115 pounds, right? It just doesn't, but there's a difference between being 115 pounds and being 300 or there's, there's, there's leeway there. There's weights in between that are certainly healthy. And then, so my feeling is the set point theory is a bunch of garbage. It's to make you feel bad about yourself. Um, and if you're like, you have to just, you have to decide, is my goal to look like Jennifer Aniston did in friends in 1998, or is my goal just to be really healthy and to feel good about what I'm ingesting and to understand the makeup of my body, what my body needs to fuel itself. Like, because if you do that, I, I don't know, maybe it's oversimplifying it. Maybe I'm being a jerk.
1: No. Do you remember the podcast we had when I almost jumped through the podcast with the Harvard trained obesity doctor? I- Rhymes with Chatima Todi. I won't. <laughs> And she she brought up the same set point theory. And I was like, what? That is like, nothing in evolution says, okay, I'm being chased by a tiger. You gonna have to (laughs) to waddle away now because my evolutionary theory wants me to hold on to 27 pounds. No, here's what's happened. These people try so hard and because different foods react differently and different microbiomes react differently, this is what this is why we do elimination reintroduction because broccoli for one person can be fine and and for others not so good. Everyone knows cheeseburgers aren't good for them, but what they don't know is certain foods, salmon for one person, broccoli, quinoa, spinach, all of these things have different reactions with different people. So the reason why most people hit a plateau, or as I call it, the fat the great fat-toe, is that they toe. don't know the right combinations that unlock. And we see this all the time. And when someone tells my friend... My client, oh, you have a, or remember, hey, you have a set point. That is just like predetermined. Okay, well, guess what? You're only going to make, you're only going to make this much money in life because, you know, your family history is, you know, people don't, can't, can't make it in America. It's self-defeatist. And, and that is just another annoying hypothesis. And to say it live on television and go, exactly right, is like, what?
0: I know. It's, I, I feel like it's really irresponsible. By the way, what kind of doctor is she? Did she ever say?
1: Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay. Yes, um, real one with a real degree.
0: Okay. Let's talk about this. This is a video that this is a, from good morning America and it's doctor it's their in-house doctor. I can't remember her name, Jen, something. And she talks about the long-term effects of being on a weight loss drug for off-label purposes.
2: Ozempic, it is literally the hottest drug in the country right now. But what happens when you stop taking it? Ozempic is part of a class of medications called GLP-1 agonists, and they are really important, safe, and effective for people with type two diabetes. But about 10 years ago in the world of obesity medicine, it was discovered as we do with a lot of medications that there is a side effect may be beneficial. And we're talking about the side effect of weight loss. Fast forward, one of these medications recently was FDA approved for specifically weight loss for people who are obese or overweight. And of course, like many medications, they are also used off-label specifically and exclusively and deliberately to affect weight loss. These are usually injections. They're given uh, by the individual, by the patients. In the belly is the most common location, once a week. These medications are generally well tolerated, but one of the ways in which they work is by slowing the emptying of the stomach. So one of the side effects, not surprisingly, can be GI, nausea in some cases even vomiting as diarrhea or bowel issues, and in rare cases, pancreatitis and inflammation of the pancreas, and these drugs do carry a black box warning for a rare type of thyroid cancer, So what happens if someone were to take one of these medications like Ozempic, lose some weight, and then discontinue or stop taking the medication? Obviously, it's variable. It's not one size fits all. And individual results and long-term results will tend to vary. But in general, we have to remember that the conditions of overweight and obesity are complex chronic disorders that have a multitude of factors leading to them. Behavior is one of them. Environment, genetics, even other medications that may be associated with weight gain are a big part of the picture. So if you remove one of those variables, in this case, a medication that has been helpful in, in achieving weight loss, it is possible, if not likely, that the person will regain some or all or even more of the weight that they've lost. It depends on how much
1: that's that's all I, I, need. In that's so all I mean I it depends. It depends. No, the study showed you gain you lose fifteen percent, you you gain back eleven percent within three months of coming off of it. So your net weight loss is about four and a half percent, which you could do in thirty days just by eating whole healthy food. But right. they, they're all so in the pocket of these uh, if you if you weren't allowed to show drug commercials on television, people would come out and say the truth. Two countries in the world that don't have drug commercials. US i mean that have drug con- commercials US and New Zealand every other country says you can't promote drugs on television for this exact reason cuz you're going to get news that is is clouded and that is awful what i just heard
0: okay so we don't like her
1: i, I mean, thought it, she it, was it I, so, I thought she
0: was honest about the you know the weight gain and and i what i what i feel like i mean who knows if if one of those weight loss companies is funding abc or buying commercials for them but the issue is, is that, I mean, she sounded very careful in her approach.
1: Yeah, she was better. Um, yeah, it work.
0: wasn't like, yeah, like hop on. Like it was very, I th- very tame and very conservative. It wasn't, Agreed. let's get excited about this. I-, I think that, you know, you really have to think about what are the long-term implications of being on a drug forever that slows the natural process of your body.
1: I mean, when you tell me something like it's got a black box warning. I mean, if you said it was a pink box, I'd be like, all right, well, it's probably not that bad. But if you're saying it as a black box, isn't like the black box on the plane, like it's the last thing they recover? It's the <laughs> it's last thing they recover. The la- everyone's dead. There's parts everywhere. and, it's and like,
0: by the way, you don't want to listen to what happened when you listen you to the black box. You open it up, and you're like,
1: I don't care what happened to the plane. Tell me what happens if I'm on a epic long. <laughs> By the way, you have to play the the recording backwards to get the black box.
0: It's like, it's like lost.
1: Yes. Remember the series
0: lost. All right. So we don't know the long-term effects, but, and, and the other thing is. One of the things she said is like, you know, something that causes weight gain, it could be other medications. Okay. Well maybe we should look at those other medications before we start treating a side effect from a medication with another medication. I mean, I'm not, and by the way, I, I personally am not anti-medication. I just think that this is a stretch, especially for, for celebrities who are using it for 10 or 15 vanity pounds. Agreed. And they are. I, I don't care what they're saying. Don't tell me that you get up at four in the morning and work out. You, you, if you're 52 years old, And all of a sudden you've lost 25 pounds because by the way, it is mostly middle-aged people because I'm assuming that they're, they're, because the price tag attached to it, you're not going to have somebody who's 24 and overweight looking to take it because they can't afford it.
1: Thank goodness. Because the 24 year olds already have no gut health as it is because, uh, you know, we were giving them go-gurts and squeezable crap and crustable jellies. And, you know, we've been killing those kids. We've been poisoning their guts. Kids can't concentrate. So thank God they can't afford it. And I hope they never can. And, um, you know, the, the the bottom line on this scenario is I'm I understand why everyone's going for it. I get it. If you're on it, look into reducing chemical exposure in your life and getting some whole foods and you'll see a big difference. Don't fall into the dieting trap. And if you're not, if you're thinking about taking it, try one other step, which is to just first look at. Even the Lululemon pants that we're putting on these teenagers—that that it's literally sitting into the areas of their uh, exposed to the areas of the body with forever chemicals. I mean, none of our clothes wrinkle anymore. Our all the lotions we give these kids—we are we're toxifying. We we've been the microwave has been toxifying our food for how many years? And how many kids mm-hmm. grew up doing that? We got to look at those other things that are the the bigger picture things that are really exposing us to much more than just having extra weight. We're talking about cancer. We're talking about uh, you know, autoimmune diseases, Alzheimer's on, on the rise, all these other disease processes, and it's coming from the environment. It's awful.
0: I know. And, and by the way, there's this one other Instagram post that I wanted to show, but we're running out of time. But I also want to say that before we, we, we wrap this up, I think that the whole concept, and I get what you're saying, the whole concept of the entire environment is toxic. And we've dip, we've done all this damage that can be really overwhelming for people. So I think what you have to realize is there are little steps that you can take to reduce the toxicity of the environment that you're in and that the food that you're ingesting and the products that you're putting on your skin and the way you're preparing your food, you know, you don't wanna use a microwave or whatever, but there are little steps that you can take. It's not, all is not lost. And I do think that there is that approach to it mentally. like. Well, it's not my fault because everything has a chemical in it and the rainwater is dirty. So what's the point? Like, there are things that you can do to make it better. If you're not willing to do that, then you are just going to be a victim. And then you are going to be, you know, tempted to take medications, which we don't know the long-term safety of, and that can have effects that are much, much more worse than just looking at yourself and being honest. Because... I don't care what people say. If a doctor said we're all, our first line of defense is telling people how to eat better and then to move their body, are you with them 24 hours a day? Because most people are probably kidding themselves. They, I, I think that there's a mental game in people's mind. Well, I'm going to take a bite of this, but it's not on my plate, so that didn't count towards my daily caloric intake. Do you know what I mean? Like there, there's that stuff that you have to think about too.
1: There, there is, but I, I would say that what ends up happening is the, the body when it's unimpeded will crave good, healthy food and times, yeah, I are know. Stressed, will crave And I think what's happened is they just get off to the wrong track. They don't have their seeds, their soil, all that's not working. Right. And c- coming back to this drug medication, is it safe? Whatever. Do you know that there's pharmaceuticals in the drinking water? So now we have the compound effect that all the stuff, you, someone else is taking a Zempic. Yes. Guess what? It's going into our drinking supplies. So you're probably getting a little Zempic, a little uh, birth control pills. All that goes to our tr- treatment plate. Do you think that they take the pharmaceuticals out of the treatment water? False. Yeah. So now I take all the drugs and other stuff. So go back to basics. Have If you're going to spend any money, get a reverse osmosis sh- machine so you can get some as clean of water as you can make sure your food has no chemicals on it, don't use table salt, and just start there. Then look at your, your medicine cabinet, I mean your personal care stuff, get as much personal care stuff off. If you just start there, your body has enough mechanisms to get rid of this toxicity and it'll be okay. And to reduce stress in your life, Aaron, the number one thing to do to reduce stress is to get rid of your cleaning ladies. Uh, you, know, you know why? Why? Because when the cleaning ladies come to my house, I have to take a day off from work. I have, <laughs> I have to clean the whole house. According to my wife, I have to pre clean. I don't even know what they do. If I could look at the camera, they probably just come watch television on the new couch I just. <laughs> I know, because stop. it causes more stress in my house to have cleaning ladies at the house. Okay,
0: hey, right, all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right, fine. I thought you were going to say, because I change all my cleaning products. Wait a second, really quickly, um, there was this Instagram post with this nurse who talks about weight loss drugs. You don't even play it. Like we can just, and she's like, well, one of the main side effects of being on so-and-so drug is that you're constipated. So let me show you how to relieve the constipation. By the way, what does she do? She shows fresh fruits and vegetables to (laughs) ingest. And I'm like, dude, why wouldn't, guess what? It works without a weight loss drug, like why don't, instead of having, you know, three, uh, what's a candy, three Snickers bars, like fine, then have two dates and then you won't, and then you'll like get your prunes. And then it's like a little bit of sugar and you get your system moving. Like, I cannot believe that they don't see that they're fighting the side effects of a drug with good food.
1: Absolutely. It's, that's insane. Like that's
0: crazy. Yes. I mean, it's not crazy, it's good, but like, do you you see the irony in it?
1: It's ridiculous. Well, for everyone out there, there was five years ago, they said you, when I was at diabetes council, they said you could not reverse diabetes. I promise you, if you have one of those CGM devices or you're taking it, just eat the fruits and vegetables, the water, remove that stuff. You will see your blood sugars within a week, go from 230 to 115 or 105. Your blood pressure go from 135 down to normal. Your body will respond so much faster by the way, when you take these drugs, it takes a couple of weeks to kick in. So why not maybe take a couple of weeks to just cleanse your, right. your environment, cleanse your body, and then take it, then see. And what will happen is you'll lose 5 to 7% of your body weight in 30 days. And you'll say, huh, wait a minute. I can do this and, and take that four or $500 towards healthy food and actually even having someone cook the food for you with that amount of money. No brainer. Right. All right. So
0: um, that was a wonderful discussion. And uh, I won't even go into my signature pea and arugula soup that I wanted everybody to hear about, or the workout that I like because we'll talk about that next time. But Billy, I know you want to close
1: things up. I just want to say that Aaron can plank uh, for a full school year, <laughs> uh, that including including the November break, the Christmas break.
0: It's only only COVID years. <laughs> Present
1: so this is COVID my- school
0: years that, last, that lasted like two months. That's yeah. the only plank I could do.
1: Well, it's been a pleasure. So signing out from Quacks and Hypochondriacs, it's me, Dr. Farrow the Quack, and... The hypochondriac, Aaron O'Hearn. I like the way you said it, to hypochondriac.
0: Hypochondriac.
1: Good night, everybody. Bye. If
0: you have any ideas, tell us. We'll
1: yeah. Talk about it. Hey there, listeners. Did you know we not only have an award-winning podcast, but we have an amazing blog to go with it? If you go over to BETRHealth.com and click on the blog button, you'll have access to recipes, member stories, food is medicine tips, and so much more. That's BETRHealth.com slash blog.